Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hello there. More of the APTL Show. Your every man's dream. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. the game final half hour here on the Abe TL show we appreciate you sticking around and listening if you've been here the whole time or only part of the time right here on 92.9 the game or if you're elsewhere on the Odyssey app maybe listening live via a link shared on social media on your computer thank you for tuning in today it is the Abe TL show I'm your host Abe Gordon I've got Dom Chorosky here with me as well and we've got about a half hour to get things done here we, we've done pretty much everything I wanted to accomplish today we had some great phone calls early on uh, interesting discussion that I actually really enjoyed in regards to the Falcons obviously getting the right quarterback is the biggest challenge facing Raheem Morris but what was the next biggest challenge what's the biggest priority outside of the quarterback position had a couple of interesting answers we got A number of people that said the secondary, potentially another cornerback. Obviously, pass rush is in play here. I think we understand that. But uh, also got some people talking about the offensive line and even some people talking about the receiving core. And then the other, it it, it was more than one. It it was a number of people kind of with the same mindset towards that was talking about the killer instinct of the team, the motivation of the team, the mentality of the team, the identity of the team. And and that right there, I mentioned, you, you can throw out all of those things that you want at me. I think that's why ultimately Raheem Morris got the job. I think there's belief and trust that he can shape this team as need be. We've talked about his charisma. We've talked about the leader of men sort of things that we credit Kirby Smart with being so good at. Uh, I do believe there is belief that that uh, that Raheem Morris is the right guy to do that, and I think ultimately is one of the reasons that he is gonna uh, that he was able to to get this job. Zach Robinson hired as the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator. Very excited about that. I think he's going to play a huge role in deciding the future of the quarterback position for the Atlanta Falcons. Look. It may be as simple as Kirk Cousins is your option, and that comes to pass, but. It also could be way more complicated than that. And it could be a situation where, along with Raheem Morris, Zach Robinson has to decide, is Justin Fields a viable option for an extension? We need to know before we even bring him in. Uh, Is it worth trading up to 
take any of these quarterbacks out of the draft? Or is there a guy a little bit down the line that maybe you think has some Patrick Mahomes to him, some Tom Brady to him, some Brock Purdy to him, some Jordan Love to him? Whatever guy you want to name that was drafted outside the top 10 that has excelled thus far. I know it's a short short uh, term there for, for Love, but there are plenty of examples of starting quarterbacks in the NFL that were not drafted in the top five. So uh, maybe that's the plan. I don't know. You tell me, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, Michael Pratt out of Tulane. I'm, I'm just saying, long list of guys that are, are looked at as second-tier quarterbacks that are not the Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, Drake May. Who knows? Is there a chance that Drake May falls? And Who knows? Uh, anyway, so uh, Zach Robinson in here as the offensive coordinator. I think he's going to be uh, a, a very big boost to the offense. I look forward to seeing what he can do with all the talent around them and who they bring in at quarterback. All right. NFC title game is about 90 minutes away from kick, depending on this AFC game wrapping up on time. Uh, 6.30 start time there. And it is, it's been interesting to see how the national discussion has gone in regards to this game. And I'm trying to determine why it's gone that route. And what I mean is there is a large populace, not Vegas apparently, but the people talking to Vegas there is a large populace here in the country that is in belief that the Lions are going to go into San Francisco and win this game. And I find that interesting, and I'm looking for the anomalies as to how we got there. Because for the majority of this season, the Niners have looked like the best team certainly in the NFC, if not in the NFL. I know they had three weeks where they were injured and got ran ragged a little bit. But where did we get to the point that the Lions are going to walk into San Francisco and take care of business? And again, I'm not even talking about covering the spread. We're talking about winning this game. Is it because of Debo Samuel, his recent injury to his shoulder, and concerns about his limitations? Sure. Of course, there's part of that. But the biggest aspect of why there's been a mentality switch regarding the NFC title game, to me, feels like the lack of big-time performance from Brock Purdy specifically one week ago. Now, we say that, and I sat there and watched him lead a game-winning drive in the final minutes to advance the Niners. He did not have a good game. He had a good moment. He had a good series. He had a good whatever. He did not have a good game. And I do agree with this. He needs to be better today than he was a week ago over the course of the game if the Niners are going to win. I think he will. I don't think it's a situation where he's not able to perform in the big moments. The same question we've had about Lamar Jackson as the Ravens are down 10. I think the rain absolutely annihilated him a week ago. And... He needs to be better at dealing with the elements. Not even trying to argue against that. There's no denying it. I just sat here a couple minutes ago and said, if the Niners gets bounced, they may look to upgrade from Brock Purdy. 
potentially to Kirk Cousins. I think that's a real discussion. Brock Purdy needs to be better. But at the end of the day, I think, think, I don't know, I think the Niners are a better team on multiple facets. And they've got to go out and prove it. And it's going to be very interesting to see the Kyle Shanahan discussion, the Brock Purdy discussion, how those play out. Jared Goff, we've seen him in some of these big-time moments, big games. He does not shy away from this sort of pressure. And certainly they are uh, looking for it there in Detroit. But I, I just I found it very surprising to see so many people picking Detroit to win this game. Either I'm the idiot, very, very possible based on the <laughs> – comments I received after last segment. <laughs> Either I'm the idiot or it's just this real big wool over his eyes nonsense. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out which one it is. So I don't know, Dom, yeah. you tell me where do it, it, are we overreacting too much? Not just we mm-hmm. others are other people overreacting too much to the idea that Brock Purdy did not look good a week ago, despite the Niners pulling it out in the end right. and they expect him to look like a bomb the rest of the way. Yeah, I, th- I think that plays a part in it, but I don't also think that it's just from last week. I think Brock Purdy has had a few games this year where like, almost every game the 49ers have lost this season, you can almost look back and say it was because Purdy didn't play well enough. Granted, there were times where they were injured, but like them getting absolutely embarrassed by the Ravens a few weeks ago I think plays a part into it. Them looking terrible for three and a half quarters against the Green Bay Packers I think has a big part in it. And I think also there's just built-in biases, like people kind of came into this season, myself included. I was one of those people that didn't think Brock Purdy was a guy. Um, But I think people are kind of ready to cash in on that. But also, like, Purdy, if you come out here and you play the way you did against the Green Bay Packers, against the Lions, 49ers are going home. Well, they'll already be home, but they're not going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they don't sleep at the stadium. They can go home from the stadium. <laughs> no, look, there's no denying that if Brock Purdy isn't better today than he was last week, they're going to lose. I-, I totally agree with that. Um, but I-, I just I just think it was more about the rain and- than it was anything else. And, and so, to me, that that look, maybe that's wrong. Maybe, maybe he does shrivel up in the key moments. And, and we'll find out today. But I-, I just thought that his performance, which was incredibly underwhelming a week ago, I just don't have belief that it's going to carry over week to week. And so we'll see if that's the case. I think it's a really interesting game, obviously, without um, Debo Samuel's playing. Okay, so let's start there. Debo Samuel is playing, but to what level is he? He is a guy that it's important that he plays physical. That's his game. He's not going to be able to run out of bounds as opposed to take contact. He's one of the toughest, most physical players on the offensive side of the ball in the entire NFL. And it'll be interesting to see how limited he is and if he's able to make his way through this entire game with whatever the shoulder ailment is. So that's part of it. The 49ers and the Lions both feature outstanding pass rushes. I look forward to seeing Jared Goff and Jameer Gibbs connect in quick passes, dump-offs, screen game, et cetera, et cetera, to counter the Niners' pass rush. And this is a situation where we talk about the head coaching candidates. Ben Johnson's got one more opportunity to just put on a show. 
to just put on a show. And we've talked about some of the failures of, I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but the result was the result. Yep. Dan Quinn was a real hot head coaching candidate. The Cowboys defense got ripped apart. And all of a sudden, Dan Quinn wasn't so hot a coaching mm-hmm. candidate. Now, doesn't mean he won't be considered for the Seahawks job or for the commander's job, but if he doesn't get it, don't be surprised. We talked a little bit about Todd Munkin. I I mean, we're nearing the end of the fourth quarter here. The Ravens have seven points. Not a great look for offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, Todd Munkin. I don't care whether it's an MVP season for Lamar Jackson or not. In the biggest game, when you've had a week to prepare, it's not a goose egg. You got a touchdown, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it's it's not a good. You're putting at up all. a stinker, if yeah. you will. Uh, so, what does Ben Johnson uh, have today? I think some of the other concerns we know about the silverback on the left side of the line for the Niners. The right side of the offensive line is not good, and so Aiden Hutchinson coming off that end, something to to look at. And then let's before we wrap here, Dom. The same question. I asked you in regards to this AFC title game, which was I thought the Chiefs would be favored in a low-scoring game, which right now Mm -hmm. it seems to be, as opposed to a shootout. In the NFC, which team do you think is more comfortable low-scoring and which team is more comfortable in a shootout? Uh, I would... I think the Lions are more comfortable in a shootout. I think I, I do too. I, th- I, think I do too because that means that they're able to move the ball, and that means that Jared Goff is on point. Because if it's a shootout, then that means that their offensive weapons are being highlighted and they're getting the job done. And I think that benefits Detroit more than it does San Francisco. With questions about Brock Purdy, with questions about Debo exactly. Samuel, I think if it comes down to the ability to run the ball, limit the time of possession, game time, all that stuff, I just feel like. Kind of like what we saw a week ago. If it's a situation where the Niners can just ask Kyle Shanahan to put together one drive for Brock Purdy, you have to like their chances. But, it, 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 I mean, if it gets out of hand and you're up and down the field, that means the Lions are getting it done as well. All right. One segment left to go today in the ATL show. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks as they get ready for a matchup with the Toronto Raptors. I know we talked a little bit about the Hawks in regards to Trey Young. I've gotten some wild, uh, wildly inaccurate comments on Twitter, but that's okay. We're going to dive into what we saw on Saturday, excuse me, on Friday night, though, uh, a legendary game from Luka Doncic, and prepare you for what we might see tonight against the Toronto Raptors. That's all coming up next with about five minutes in the break. It is the ABTL Show, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. The weekend sports talk rolls on. It's the ATL show. Yeah. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Been a while since we had a score change in the AFC title game. Almost an entire quarter at this point. It is still 17-7. to The Chiefs leading the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens do have the ball and are looking to strike, however. So we'll keep an eye on that and see if we can get you an update. If anything does come to pass between now and the end of the show. Coming up after the ABTL show here in just a couple of minutes is the Atlanta Hawks pregame show. Uh, The Atlanta Hawks are hosting the Toronto Raptors. And I'm interested to see and find out what they have to say about Trey Young. He obviously returned from the concussion protocol in Friday's loss to the Mavericks, but was reportedly going to be on a minutes restriction. Now, I don't know what sort of minutes restriction he was on. He played 33. Uh, that, That is down a little bit from where he would regularly be at, but really not that much. So we'll see if they're just completely back to his normal you know, I, I didn't want to, like, count up the whole season and average it out, but he's normally in there 38, 39, 40, 41. Uh, a couple games less, a couple games more, but uh, he didn't seem too far away from his minutes restriction, so we'll see if that's uh, where they're at. Now, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, after winning four in a row, or excuse me, after winning three in a row, have now lost uh, their last four. That included giving up 73 points to Luka Doncic, and I don't know. At this point, like, I, I'm kind of past the idea that something's going to wake them up in terms of defensive effort. That's just, it is what it is. You gave up 73. You didn't, it, it was like the midway through the fourth quarter before you started doubling him. Like, I, I have no desire to even try and break down what I was watching. Uh, I'll say this. The Raptors are not very good. The Hawks are not very good. The The Raptors have just traded away one of their best players. I keep asking when the Hawks are going to do the same. Uh, the changes have to be made at this point, and I, I'm just waiting. Uh, we're, we're another we, – I had this discussion two weeks ago, and then again last week. We are another week down the road, and the Hawks still have not made – any changes. I don't know if that weird three-game winning streak maybe put a pause on some of that or not, but uh, the NBA trade deadline is not that far away, and I get it. The Hawks are kind of in that mindset of we have some valuable pieces. We can't just trade it away for nothing. So so what are we going to do? We're just going to get stuck not trading anyone away? Is that the plan? This is a team that's, what, 18 and 27, under 500 at home. I I don't know exactly what they're waiting for. 
are, are they waiting for some like grand sign to show them what the cause of the issues are? Like it didn't work out. A number of things didn't work out. Pairing Trey and DeJounte didn't work out. Expecting DeAndre Hunter to take another step didn't work out. In fact, it's gone the other way. Okongwu stepping in and making Capella expendable, not 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 entirely. The only thing that's really worked out so far is just patience with Jalen Johnson. Other than that, I think signing Bogey to a deal, watching him excel now that he's healthy, sure, but it hasn't made a difference. In the meanwhile, the Raptors are no good. They're 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 right in line with the Atlanta Hawks. They've got six road wins on the season. The Hawks have eight home wins on the season. I'll say this. The last time that these two teams played, the Hawks won by 21 points. And Trey Young went for 38. Trey Young, by the way, averaging 27 and uh, 10.8 assists for the Hawks this year. And, uh... I don't know, man. These games just come and go. Like, like, what am I supposed to tell people? You're on opposite the NFL playoffs. We're all frustrated. And here's the thing. This franchise needs to give me a reason. It, it doesn't need to, like, buy in for this year, but just to yeah. buy in moving forward. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is make changes. And, and we're just waiting. Like, I've been waiting week after week because I know something's coming. Something has to be coming. We can't sit here and do nothing. I I mean, I, we can. I was going to say, might, I, they but did you know that what this offseason. Give me, give me some reasons to buy back into the season. And and what I don't want to hear is, well, it's still pretty close to that play-in spot, though. You know what I mean? All right, cool, man. Like, so what? We, we win a play-in game, and then we go get annihilated in four games by the number one seed? Like, is that is that cool? I don't think so, but hey. That's what. That's apparently what they're fine with. Here's the thing, and it, it, it kills me. I'm a big Hawks fan. I'm a big fan of all the teams. We, we already know that. I want to be positive, and, and I want to root for this team. Uh, I was optimistic coming into the year that, that all of the storylines they told me would work out. The Quinn Snyder thing, Jalen Johnson, Okongwu, like all of it. I thought all of it was going to work out. And now I'm sitting here, and the team is a mess. They're they're just middling. And it's frustrating. I want something to root for. I want something to build towards. This is exactly why Arthur Blank fired Arthur Smith, because you don't want to be in this same position that the Hawks are in. He knew he had to make a change because you can't be middling in the NFL. He did, and now we're building towards something, and there's optimism, and there's energy, and here we are. The Hawks need to do something to shake things up. I'm not talking about Quinn Snyder. You know, let's be realistic. I'm just talking about make the moves we all know are coming. Find something. I know you're trying to find a way to fleece the Lakers or find a way to fleece the 76ers, whatever it is. Just uh, go ahead and fleece them. Come on. Figure it out. Let's go. Let's move towards something. The Baltimore Ravens have probably just lost the AFC title game 
we've been bit once again. The best rule or worst rule in football, depending on which team you root for. The touchback into the end zone, baby. The fumble. The Ravens were headed in. Fumble out the end zone. Chiefs ball. Ten-point lead, fourth quarter, limited time. All right, that's it for us. For us, it is the Abe TL Show, 92.9 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.